Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 18th of May. And on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1926. We travel to California in the US, where today a famous evangelist, Amy Semple McPherson, disappeared from Ocean Park Beach in Santa Monica, presuming she had drowned. Searchers combed the area for a washed up body. However, due to her fame, soon sightings of her were reported often many miles apart. She had constructed one of the first megachurches, which was called the Angelus Temple in Los Angeles. And soon her temple received calls and letters claiming knowledge of her whereabouts, including ransom demands. McPherson was charismatic, hugely successful, driven, and at times unstable. She had pioneered the use of modern media in religious services, using radio and incorporating stage techniques into her weekly sermons at the Angelus Temple. Her services focused on healing and sometimes speaking in tongues, which is technically called glossolalia. Her preaching style and her extensive charity work and ecumenical contributions would become a major influence on 20th century charismatic Christianity. The most publicised Protestant evangelist of her day, she often attracted tens of thousands of participants and her temple was more than a place of worship. It had become an ecumenical centre for all Christian faiths. A wide range of clergy and lay people, Methodists, Baptists, Salvation Army, Presbyterians, Episcopalians, Adventists, Quakers, Roman Catholics and Mormons, and even secular civic leaders featured as guest speakers. She developed lighthouses or satellite churches, playing down her Pentecostalist roots. She was also very influential in the development of what is known as American exceptionalism. The view of the United States as a nation founded and sustained by divine inspiration. Unable to find fulfilment as a housewife in her first marriage, she had become well known in Pentecostal circles for interpreting glossolalia the translating of the words that people would use speaking in tongues. She had begun holding tent revivals across the Sawdust Trail, which refers to a series of temporary buildings or tents that were used by itinerant ministers for revival meetings. Tabernacle floors had been covered with sawdust to dampen the noise of shuffling feet. And they also had the effect of a pleasant smell and ability to hold down the dust of dirt floors. And so coming forward, drawing the invitation to dedicate one's life to Jesus became known as hitting the sawdust trail. McPherson quickly amassed a large following and always an innovator she adapted and wanted to emulate the enthusiasm 
of Pentecostal meetings, but also to avoid their unbridled chaos, in which participants would shout, tremble on the floor and speak in tongues. So keen to accommodate them, she set up a separate tent area for such displays of religious fervour, very mindful that it could be off-putting to a larger audience. After today's alleged kidnapping, she reappeared in Mexico five weeks later, stating that she had escaped from kidnappers there. Stumbling out of the desert in Agua Prieta, Sonora, a Mexican town which was across the border from Douglas, Arizona, she had collapsed dramatically in front of a Mexican couple who took her into their home and covered her with blankets. Claiming that she'd been kidnapped, drugged, tortured and held for ransom in a shack by two men and women, the leader of Agua Prieta, Presidente Ernesto Bubayon, was called to see her. He stated that she had grasped his wrists, trembled violently, asked where she was, declining both food and drink. She was transported across the border to Douglas, Arizona, originally to the police station, but then to the hospital. And first no one believed that she was McPherson, the missing Angeles Temple pastor. A reporter who visited the hospital stated that she was emaciated and barely recognisable, giving a huge amount of credence to her claims. But still, he knew her from covering past revival meetings. Once properly identified, her family and some Los Angeles authorities took a train to see her. Soon the allegations that the kidnapping story was a hoax, which had been carried out to conceal a tryst with a lover, gained traction. McPherson had been married three times and had numerous affairs. This precipitated a media frenzy and eventually a grand jury case, which was the largest of its kind in California, costing millions of dollars. Hundreds of reporters and agencies looked for discrediting evidence against McPherson and, of course, sold millions of newspapers. And they generated fat fees for lawyers and ultimately stirred up religious antagonism and a weariness towards the charismatic pastors of megachurches. But were unable to prove her kidnapping story false. Fifty years after her death, in April 1990, a decision was handed down regarding the matter by Judge T. Chapelas. 
the judge concluded that there was never any substantial evidence to show that her story was untrue. She may not have been a saint, but she certainly was no sinner either. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at Alcuin of York, the priest who was first the first to devise a handwriting system of capital and small letters in order to facilitate easier reading. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Please subscribe and leave a comment on the blog if you have time at www.pogp.net. And if you'd like to respond directly, then email the show on pogpod at gmail.com. Have a lovely day wherever you are. And thanks for listening.